even though it's not very light. Uh, light. Got okay. got the old Aslan Batch 15. Ooh, Batch They're 15. That's IPA. That's I wouldn't say that's light, but it's a light for an IPA. That's what I was saying. I was saying if I want to keep it light, maybe have a A beer. Okay. I'll have that. Okay, you know? right on. Yeah. yeah, so a little switching it up a little bit for this podcast. We're uh, drinking some beer. Oh, yeah. We're drinking some beer. How yeah. about that? Yeah, you know, just getting the old... Getting the old taste buds aroused, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm drinking the the Dawn the Dawn Patrol, right? From Aslan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. The Dawn Patrol. It's a Pacific Lager. It's uh, uh it's not no, it's actually a pale ale. Pale ale. Yes. Okay, right there. See, he's my Aslan expert, so yes. I always go. And then I got and then I got my coffee right here. So coffee and beer uh, you know. definitely makes the podcast. It makes it go. <laughs> it is a strange combination, I will admit that. But right on. You know, I gotta be, gotta stay wired, and then I gotta, you know, take the edge off of the, the wire. Are you, are you excited for this podcast? I'm you, very you excited. Saying, for this you, you got a lot of fun things to talk about. I'm yeah, I'm excited. This, uh, yeah, I I felt like everything that hits my list is what some of my favorite things in this in this industry so, so it's not like the yeah. the indiana jones no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> it's not gonna be it's not gonna be indiana jones it's it's i'm for this episode i'm more gonna be shedding light on things that i enjoy rather than right things on. that i'm like really like do we need this still you know yeah the the whole shebang so, so should we just go right into movie of the week yeah let's dive right into it But a movie that I just watched this past week that I forgot how good it was, was, I think you might have an idea. Okay. Django Unchained. Well, gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Django uh, Unchained, you, you watched that at the Winter Cabin. Yeah, and funny thing is, I didn't actually watch it from beginning to end. I came in... To the living room that they were watching it in watched mm. it for a little bit and then i went to do something and then i came back and there was still like two hours left in the movie and then i just watched the rest of it from there on out but yeah i Django unchained man that, <coughs> that is a movie there's so many parts yeah that you could talk oh about. yeah yeah <laughs> um filmed by uh quentin tarantino one quentin of our tarantino. one of our faves uh he di- wrote and directed it and uh the film actually was nominated for quite a bit of awards oh, yeah. uh actors uh if you're not like i said familiar with the movie uh we've got jamie fox as the lead role uh he plays Django as a slave from the uh 1800s pre-civil war i'm pretty sure because slavery is so like even though of course slavery wasn't completely abolished when it was abolished but i it's it does say in the beginning in uh, subtitles, I believe it says, and I could be incorrect on this, but I believe it says sometime after the... Oh, sometime, sometime after. It was either sometime during or sometime after. Okay. See, I didn't see that and there's opening scene, but I remember that part. A lot uh, so. of gray area when it... It was yeah. abolished, but really it wasn't. A, it took mm-hmm. some time. It wasn't just snap your fingers, slavery is abolished. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was nominated for several awards, and I think um, a lot of people uh, tie Leo DiCaprio into this film, um, 
as like one of those one of those roles that he should have won the award for. Oh, yeah. You know, the infamous cutting his hand uh, that, on the I've glass. Read about that. Yeah, we yeah. Should, oh uh, man, we should show that scene right there. Boom. Lay your palm flat on that tabletop. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, the the actor to win that best performance by an actor in a supporting role was actually his counterpart, Christoph Waltz. Christoph who Waltz. no one really talks about how great of a job he did, dude. But he wait, deserved he, to win that. Did he not win? He won. Oh, over he Leo. did. Okay, I dude. He really just. And he, I think he makes he, that. Well, Leo does too, but he yeah he does a great job because if you look at. Christoph Waltz's previous role, he plays the inglorious bastard. Yeah, the Nazi. Uh, Such flip flop. The Nazi like. general. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> he can go from being like one of the most racist characters of all time and, and just to, evil, just yeah, evil to the complete one eighty opposite, like lovable, borderline liberal guy who super progressive despises slavery he even says it in the movie and i and i definitely remember watching that movie because i only saw a couple scenes at the winter cabin when Mm -hmm. you guys were watching that yeah but it was you kind of throughout the movie you kind of feel like he's doing it for like business for like because it helps him helps but really he he wants to help Django. well yeah and Uh, obviously uh, by the end of the movie you will kind of you'll kind of he has a lot of pride yeah, the most pride of like of a lot of characters I've seen on the screen. His pride oh, yeah. is yeah, yeah. But yeah, great, great, great film. If you haven't seen it, uh, I highly recommend it. it. Came out in 2012. Uh, I actually saw it in theaters when I was a kid, uh, mm. or I guess I was probably 17 or or so. But yeah, you can check it out on Netflix. That's that's just, how that's how we watched it. Yeah, we watched on it on Netflix. Netflix. Wow. Yeah, it's on it's on there right now. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, check it out. Highly. Highly recommend one of my one of my faves. Yeah. So absolutely, Colby. What do you got next? For All right. So this one and okay. So it's gonna be so my movie of the week is Spider Man Two. Barker. Where you been? Looking for you all morning. You're late. Always late. You're fired. Look at your paper. Your grades have been declining. You always appear exhausted. We love this movie. By the way, it's one of our. It's so nostalgic and just mm-hmm. so many awesome, funny jokes that weren't supposed to be jokes, but you know, of course, memes and oh yeah, funny edits. The internet has the come together. The internet. To <laughs> all love Toby. Yeah. Sam Raimi trilogy. Watching Spider-Man Two and just like any of the original three, it's it's just so much fun. Yeah, you have so much fun watching these movies with your friends. That's like I w- I don't think I'd really watch it by myself. I think I would. But man, watching it with like your roommates, your friends that you love, um, and that all have the kind of the same jokes with it, you're just laughing throughout the whole movie. And oh yeah, it's great! It's great! It's an absolute blast. What scene uh, comes to your mind when you think of Spider-Man Two? Ooh, man! I know um, <laughs> there, the scene with uh, Peter and MJ when they're at the that like coffee place or whatever, and she's like wants Peter to like say he loves her and, oh. and he's like i don't and then the car the, like yeah. that was in the trailer so like oh I, when the I, car goes through the window yeah. doc ock doesn't know peter is spider-man so and he, just, he basically does, almost like murders him like, even though he needs to get information it, out of him find spider-man or i'll peel the flesh off her bones 
Like, he wouldn't so have gotten <laughs> out of the way unless he was a superhero. Yeah. And he, like, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, that that is a great scene. Also, any of the scenes involving Mr. Dickovich oh. is great. Where's my money? The scene with... I want uh, my money. That's well, when you, when you first see Doc Ock and he meets Peter, they shake hands and he's like, Ah, oh, Parker, are you lazy? Peter Parker, sir. Parker? Well, it won't take much of your time. Parker, are you lazy? Pocket that, life. <laughs> yeah, that's just, a great one. Oh man. The, pre, yeah. So I gave you three scenes there. Sorry, I kind of yeah. went overboard, but you know, it's a great movie, and you can't justify it with just one scene. Yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely. It was uh, when we were watching that movie. Bryce highlighted how much Peter Parker character, uh, his character just gets just screwed over. The yeah, entire, he really gets from the shit very on. beginning to the like almost to the very end. He. It's it's oh, totally. it's like brutal. Like if you watch that movie now, you'll like be like, Jesus Christ, yeah. Peter Parker is like, and that's what Peter Parker's character is in the comics. And so they translated that very well. Sam Raimi, um, also Sam Raimi, of course, directed Sp- uh, Spider-Man 2. And I wanted to talk about the reason also why I wanted to talk about this, because he's directing... Do you know the Marvel movie he's going to be directing that's yeah, coming out? Yeah, the new Doctor Strange. The new Doctor Strange yeah. into uh, uh, in the multiverse of madness, mm-hmm. I think um, it's called. So that's cool. He's coming back to Marvel. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. what What is the last movie Sam Raimi made? I, it's been a little bit, right? Like, um, Okay, he's got a lot of... Oh, he's doing The Grudge. Oh, he did The Grudge. He oh pro- yeah, well, he, he did. Pro- he produced. I the remember. Grudge. I remember seeing his name also in the trailer as a kid, being like, "What? He did Spider Man? Like, mm-hmm. I know he's also doing scary did, movies. Of like, course, and he then, did the Evil Dead. Like, he's yeah. done a lot of classic. Oh yeah. So yeah. All right. Let's let's switch it to our next segment, which is one of my favorites: oldie but a goodie. My Oldie But A Goodie is one of my favorite movies uh, from the 90s decade. And actually, yeah, no, 1998. Um, And we watched this movie not too long ago, probably like six months ago, or I would say Mm -hmm. within that time frame. But uh, the film Rounders. No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. Each player is dealt two cards face down. Five cards are then dealt face up across the middle. With Matt Damon Rounders. and Edward. That is so cool you chose that. Yeah. Because we just saw that. Like, yeah. Too long uh, ago. One of my favorite movies and one of my dad's favorite movies, actually. He We uh, we watched this with him. Uh, I watched it with him as a kid. And um, a big reason why I really like Texas Hold'em and poker in general. It was the movie yeah. came out in 1998. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, uh, it's got Matt Damon and Edward Norton and John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich, yeah, I forgot. A uh, law school student, he gambles away all of his tuition money. In the- and they have these underground, like, poker, really serious, high stakes. Yeah, and it's one of, one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite movies is because portrays nonverbal communication 
mm. like really well. Yeah, like almost every scene is like you have to, because I mean they're playing cards. So you ha- and one of the main what one of the lines in the movie that Matt Damon says is the key to uh, the key to playing and winning is playing the man, not the cards. Mm. And yeah, like his whole thing is just reading other people. Yeah, and, and just, yeah, and in the beginning. He's kind of narrating uh, the hand he's dealt against John Malkovich, and he thinks he's basically got it in the bag. Uh, believes he knows what John Malkovich, what two cards John Malkovich has, because they're playing Texas Hold'em. Um, and they play a variety of poker games throughout the movie. I notice some some poker that they play, I I'm unfamiliar with, to be honest with you. But and then the rest of the movie is actually <laughs> kind of funny. It's basically Edward Norton fucking up like Dude, every scre- scene like fucks the two of them over hold on there whoa easy, easy what are you doing hey, hey, all right take it easy take it easy now aren't you supposed to like read us our rights please he likes to cheat whereas matt damon is just a straight up good poker player good mm-hmm. at reading people yeah and uh yeah it's a it's a great movie um yeah good highly recommend gambling yeah, great gambling movie made, and it's like it is right around the time where I mean, I believe uh, um, Goodwill Hunting just came out like a year or two before. So Matt Damon, Matt like, Damon was just on it was fire. easy to sell him as like a genius who is yeah, you know, the, good at poker. It was uh, it, the audience uh, bought it. The audience, yeah, audience would buy it. I mean, it's not like he was playing the same role, but like kinda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Goodwill um, Hunting's character could be a phenomenal yeah. um, poker player just because yeah. of how, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Rounders, check it out. Uh, it, that that one is actually, you can find that one on Hulu. We watched it because I, I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's on Hulu, so check it out. Right on. Well, um, okay, so my oldie. But a goodie, Jonah, you are going to absolutely love this. It is The Shining. Here's Johnny. Oh, all right. I remember you saying your movie was from the 70s, and that I, crossed my mind. But I, I just, I, I can't not think of that movie so, when I think of 70s movies. Yeah, so it actually came out um, in 1980. Yeah, 1980. yeah, I actually 1980. knew that, and yeah. By one of my, this is one of my favorite directors of all time, um, Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just wow. I mean, w- like this is a very different movie, but 2001: A Space Odyssey. Just have to shout that out. That was I by Stanley am Kubrick. Ashamed to say, I have not seen that movie, and oh, I get, and we'll, everyone gets mad at me when I say that. We'll so. watch. We'll watch <laughs> it. Um, but of course, back to The Shining. It's uh, adapted. You know. It's it's pretty similar, but obviously there's a lot of difference. You've read The Shining book by Stephen King. Yeah, but and the, we kind of read it at the same time did. almost. Yeah, we did. I was, oh, that is one of the best novels I've ever read. Yeah. I've got to say, it, it just like you can't, you can't stop reading. But Stanley Kubrick took uh, just an insane, amazing novel by Stephen King and kind of made it his own. Mm-hmm. Really like made it his own with what he wanted to like totally adapt it into but the shining obviously absolute classic yeah um jack nicholson of course i remember colby i was reading the book and then you i was telling you about like oh my god 
uh, I just can't put this book down. I remember coming off, getting off of work and being like, I am so excited to just go home, turn on my lamp next yeah. to my bed, turn off my overhead light in my room and just read the book. Because I had it on my Kindle, so I mean, I could read it. I could read it in the dark if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun, and it was like a almost like an adrenaline rush but i remember yeah you i was we were talking about it and you were like oh yeah i started listening to the audiobook on yeah. my, and you listened to it, it on the way up to bellingham that i, I remember that weekend yes i did and because i was living um in pullman you know mm-hmm. uh, wsu is like on the clear other side of the state yeah uh but man that audiobook is like went 20 like 20 plus hours it's a huge book mm-hmm. i remember the biggest difference i got from the book and the movie is just getting to know what Jack Torrance, the main character, played by Jack Nicholson in the movie, but, like, just what's going on in his mind and just the deterioration of his mental and, like... A little slow tonight, isn't it? (laughs) You get into Jack's mind and how much he thinks about alcohol and drinking. It's really, like, like, yeah, you know, about alcoholism and and mm -hmm. how horrible and hard it is to overcome alcohol is because he wasn't able to he mm-hmm. kind of did um in the book in the book they really I, that one scene i don't want to give it too much away here but in that book at the end when he kind of like lets um D- uh, danny like mm-hmm. i don't know but it's it's really good yeah yeah absolutely i and i don't think i think the only scene they kind of really touch on the alcohol um, I mean, they touch on it throughout the movie, but like one one part that they really like make it obvious is when he's at the bar and mm-hmm. he gets the yeah, and that's kind of him. Signing. You got to take your medicine, you know. He's kind of signing his his soul. Like in the movie, when he like does take the drink, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's him like signing a contract to the devil. Say, Lloyd, it seems I'm temporarily light. <laughs> How's my credit in this joint, anyway? Your credit's fine, Mr. Torrance. Yeah, it's, I mean, so, yeah, the the it, hotel seriously had power. I mean, it, ah, <laughs> oh, man, such a, such a really good movie there. Oh, yeah. um, okay, so that is going to commence Oldie But a Goodie, and now we're going into upcoming movies to look forward to. But I went with the upcoming HBO television show, The Last of Us, because that's one of my... All-time favorite this. Uh, video games. Uh, yeah, give a little ta- backstory on the on the video game. Zombie apocalypse. Because, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a zombie apocalypse game and but a super good story. Oh yeah. You know, well, just, so tell tell us about like director and actors going on with uh with, with this new show. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so that's, de- that's depicting this amazing video game. Yeah. So Pedro Pascal, he is playing the role of Joel, which um, Pedro Pascal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you were like a little on the I was I, I, I thought like, it was a I weird like... choice just because um Joel, you know, he's a basically a, a cowboy from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know, I just I, he kind of has that 
yeah. Texas Southern accent, and I've seen Pedro Pascal, and I've loved him in everything he's done. So I, I think I'm excited for Pedro Pascal because he can get give off like a Texas cowboy vibe. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how how he does with it, and uh, you know, just the whole the whole nine yards. But um, so they yeah. don't have a director, huh? Like a confirmed. Well, let me let me let me because. Uh... When is it supposed to come out in 2022 or not, or probably later? So, funny thing, uh, they started oh, filming thing. in uh, Alberta. Alberta, can- yeah. Canada. Alberta, Canada we in June of 2021. Extras. And, yeah, we actually, I remember I emailed you or sent you or texted you the email because uh, I was thinking about going to Canada to try and be an extra in this. But this was during COVID, so I was like, ah, it's a long shot. They're probably yeah. going to say no, even if it wasn't yeah, yeah. COVID, since I live in Bellingham. But yeah, so uh, they started filming in 2021. It's supposedly supposed to be done in June of this year. Okay, uh, okay. And June, like done and then like post-production or like actually out? Uh, Yeah, no, done filming. In- okay, so we're looking at 2023 probably yeah yeah so uh, oh yeah no actually i remember i did read this um yeah so liza johnson and jeremy webb um they Mm. will be uh i guess splitting the because you know how in shows they have multiple directors for each episode and like like game of thrones did they have like a like a yeah a lot of different yeah directors yeah and uh but yeah anyway um other than Pedro Pascal, uh, we have uh, Bella. You know who Allie is going to be? Yeah, it's played by Bella Ramsey, who okay. was uh, Lady Mormont in Game of Thrones. I was also a little skeptical about that. So they're doing Game cast. of Thrones. They like they're doing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, they uh, just <laughs> totally Game of Thrones. Boop, boom. Put him in yeah. Last of Us, uh, and then hold on. Yeah, and one thing I was really excited about. So. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Don't want to get ahead of myself. But yeah, Bella Ramsey is uh, is Ellie. Pedro Pascal is Joel. And then Joel's brother, Tommy, if you remember Tommy. Oh, Tommy, um, yeah. He's being played by Gabriel Luna. And Gabriel Luna. I haven't seen him in personally in too mu- many things, but I know that the thing I recognized him in, I haven't seen this movie, but remember we were watching the commercial for Terminator Dark Fate? And it was the, it was the Terminator with... Uh, Sarah Connor, uh, oh, and she's yeah, like yeah. an old woman, and then oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this new Terminator can like fucking turn into a goddamn truck or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> it's Optimus yeah, Prime. it's uh, this guy if you recognize him. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's that. He's yeah. playing Tommy, Joel's younger brother. Um, and uh, Bill, I don't know if you there's a there's a side character in the game. Uh, his name's Bill, and he. It, <laughs> I'm really excited for it to see the adaptation of that character, but I found out today actually uh, that the character was originally played by uh, or originally casted to Con O'Neill, and I found out that they had to scrap that due to conflicting schedules for that for that actor. Okay. So they replaced him with Nick Offerman, which I'm really excited Whoa. for because like that's Nick like Nick Offerman. A, that's like a household. Yeah, like yeah, totally. And right I there. honestly, I'm I'm sure that Con O'Neill. I should probably look what he's been in. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but it's going to be on HBO. All right, cool. Um, so 
my upcoming movie to look forward to. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of actually running on the Stephen King uh, thing here. So sure, sure. Sa- uh, Salem's Lot. Oh, okay. Salem's Lot. Uh, do you know anything about that book? Uh, no, I only thought my stepdad always told me to read it because it was scary. Or so something. it's yeah, it's another Stephen King uh, super. Yeah, yeah, super scary no- uh, novel about actually vampires, which I know Jonah knows that I love. That you're obsessed with vampires. I love vampire mythology, <laughs> uh, vampire adaptations, you know, good stuff. Because it, it's kind of like vampires are kind of like scary movies where like there's a lot of scary movies out there, <clears throat> a yeah. lot of terrible scary movies, a lot of terrible, terrible vampire uh, adaptations in, in movies, TV shows, what have you. So to make a good vampire movie or good vampire TV show takes a lot. Uh, it's not easy to do. So Salem's Lot, um, a novel written by Stephen King. I read this uh, a couple years ago. Fantastic. I really liked it. Found out that they're coming out with the Salem's Lot adaptation um, hitting the big screen September 9th. 2022 nice so yeah very very excited directed uh it's being directed by gary doberman Mm -hmm. and don't know too much about gary doberman um oh actually no i know i have this up for a reason gary doberman you're gonna like this jonah he uh wrote annabelle comes home oh cool so and he also wrote the nun he also wrote annabelle creation and wrote it so he has a lot of experience writing nice. horror movies, um, which Salem's Lot is definitely a horror vibe there. So yeah, um, yeah. So he's d- did a lot of writing. Now he's directing this, and he also wrote this. And then of course Stephen King wrote the novel. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for a couple things here. So Lewis Pullman is uh, playing uh, Ben Mears, who's like the main uh, the main guy in this. Sure. And Lewis Pullman is the uh, son of Bill Pullman. And Bill Pullman, you may not recognize, I'll, I'll have thrown up the picture here, but Bill mm-hmm. Pullman, he is he was the president uh, from Independence Day. Bill Pullman. Pres- he's president from uh, Independence Day. That's it's been a, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, Bill Pullman, you know, he's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah, he, um, it's really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, Lewis Pullman is Bill Pullman's son, and... Uh, a show I have watched recently within the, like the last year, it's called The Sinner. Mm-hmm. Bill Pullman stars in that. He's like the I think I the remember you watching that. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of tired, like beat out. You know, just this detective that is kind of he's a little old, and mm-hmm. uh, but he's a super inquisitive detective. <clears throat> just is that the show where I thought that he looked a lot like Robin Williams? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. kind of has. That he kind of does look like Robin Williams. Oh no, yeah, a for bit. sure has the Robin Williams. But uh, the Sinner, really good show with Bill Pullman. Nice. Uh, kind of cool there. So yeah, Salem's Lot, September 9th, two thousand twenty-two. Really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna conclude upcoming movies. Now I think should yeah. we? Well, do we want to just? We're doing. We're going into the conspiracy theory, baby. Oh okay. So it looks like we have Austin. He's uh, he's uh, ringing up here, and it looks like we got him on the screen. So here we go, Austin. Yo, what is up, Colby? What is up, Jonah? How's it going? What's going on? 
What's up, dude? What is it? So you guys can see Seth. my screen and everything, right? This white guy with the white shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we see it cool. there. All right. Yeah, you're probably wondering who that guy is. Well, he is the topic of this conspiracy section. His name is Phil Schneider. Does it sound familiar? Phil Schneider. I don't think I have heard Good. of that. Schneider? I hardly know her. All right. I'm going to head oh. out. My God. I'm done. <laughs> it was nice talking to you guys. I think I'm done here. <laughs> no, but. Okay, yeah. So, oh, Austin, also, hold on here. I'm going to set the timer. Austin, you got 10 minutes to convince us of a conspiracy theory. So, here we go. All right, sweet. Cool. All right, so I'm just going to jump into it. So, this white man right here. I don't know why I said white. This guy right here, Phil Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like. First time I heard about this story, I was like 10 years old on a U- going down a YouTube hole, and it blew my mind. It's a really old story. Him right here, this is 1995, and he was going around sharing his story of what happened to him in Dulce, New Mexico. This guy, it's a crazy story. You're not going to believe it, but yeah. It's <laughs> All right, tell so, us. <laughs> Phil Schneider, he was a government geologist and engineer who claims he worked on top secret black projects. It's like underground stuff at Area 51, S4, and Los Alamos. Co-invented shape charge methods, which is like a certain type of explosive where when it blows up, it bores a hole into the ground. And this is what they would use to create these underground bases. They would blow out huge valleys underground, and then that's how they would build. So Phil Snyder claims, allegedly, he has worked with the government secret black budget projects for 17 years and they were trying to do these shape charge explosives they would bore these holes and they were trying to make four of them in dulce new mexico to build an underground base in dulce new mexico and they kept drilling down and every time the machine would go down it was like two mile deep hole the machine would go down and then they would bring it up and the machine was broken. And they're like, what the heck's going on? We gotta send people down there to see what's going on. And I actually have recorded, pre-recorded some clips of him telling the story. This is exactly from him telling him. Four large yeah, uh, tunnel-like holes. Some of them ran two and a half miles under the surface. Uh, number the early, at that time, number the original uh, uh, wells or dr- uh, drilling uh, machines that were used were, were um, uh, at the rate of up two miles a day. It was fairly rapid. The equipment kept coming up broken. So we wanted to go down and we wanted to send somebody down there, a human observer, or human observers in this case, to find out what was going on. Well, to our total surprise, first of all, the government knew all about it. They didn't tell anybody. Uh, when I saw Green Beret and Black Beret people encamped inside of our geologist camp, I knew something was up, the gig was up. First of all, I knew all about the alien agenda. I'll explain that in a few minutes. Alien agenda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's going to get crazy. Okay, okay so, now we're, so now we're getting into the, ali- uh, the conspiracy. Oh, we're jumping <laughs> straight to aliens crazy. You already know. I ain't wasting no time. So. All right, you got six minutes. Okay. So Phil goes down on this like elevator shaft into this 
hole. He's going to go inspect to see what's going on. He's going down, and the, the smell is absolutely terrible. He's like, what the heck? And he's in this, like, almost like an astronaut suit. And to his absolute nightmare, he sees these two seven-foot-tall alien greys. Like, absolutely terrifying. So he panics, and he grabs his pistol. Nine rounds, I think. Wait, so he saw... And he starts blasting. So he saw alien... Yeah. He saw alien graves? Alien graves. Classic aliens. Seven foot tall. Oh. Big old black eyes. And he kills one of them and says the other one does this weird thing over his chest and a beam shoots out. Hits him in the stomach and opens him up like a fish. And he's like laying there barely unconscious. And you can see in the picture... He only has these two fingers. They got blasted off. Oh, his toes oh, got shit. blasted off. Oh, yeah. And he shows you the scar that goes from his neck all the way down to his belly button. It's insane. And so this guy on screen, he's the one uh, that, like, he shot. Yeah, he's pistol. the one that was shooting. And after he shot them, and after he got blasted open, the Green Beret put him back on the elevator shaft and sent him up. And he survives miraculously. And he go he goes on to say he's one of the only three survivors of this day. And he said on this day, so there were 66 people that died. Green Beret, secret government workers. Boom. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Someone like drew these illustrations. So who who really made these? Popular, uh, who made these illustrations here? Uh, I'm not sure, but I will be sure to credit them in the show notes because they're okay. really good illustrations and it's a popular popular like if you know anything about alien conspiracies you'll know the story of Phil Schneider so, <clears throat> so Austin I, so basically like how did this did this get resolved like I'm, I'm a little confused like so uh, he, B- Bill Schneider is that who yeah, he says the guy's name was he he or bit yeah. Phil, sorry. Uh, he has the scar that, yeah, this guy talking is that after it happened to him. Uh, so he didn't. Sh- I thought you said he was the one that did the yeah, shooting. Yeah, he did the shooting with the gun and he shot one of the aliens and killed it. He's like, They are immortal, they uh-huh. do die. He shot it, and then, and then the other one did the hand over his chest and it shot this beam and blasted him. He said, it Opened him up like a fish, and he was laying there. Barely Jesus. alive. Oh, and then the okay. Gray guy. I, see, I thought you said, gotcha. I thought you said that his shot opened up the alien like no, a no, fish. No, no, That's no. why I was like, what? The alien. Okay, okay. Laser beamed his ass. So, so the the cover up here is that the the government just denied all of these allegations. Yeah, the government has known this whole time since way back early 1900s, and they've been keeping it a secret. And he goes on to talk about the government made a deal with the aliens. It's known as the Granada Treaty, where they're like, hey, you could kidnap people and animals if you give us some technology. But then the aliens apparently got carried away, stealing way too much people, doing like just went absolutely crazy. And it's like way out of hand. And he's saying ever since this day, we've been at war with the, the greys underneath Dulce, New Mexico. They're just keeping with the, it with the grays. Yeah, that, that's what they're yeah, calling that's the, the grays. That's the, the alien <laughs> okay. grays. 
Interesting. And hmm. another really interesting thing about the story is this picture of Phil here. He as soon as this a little bit after it happened, he got out. He was like, "Yo, I'm done." And he started going around America doing these <laughs> tours. Like telling people what's going on, trying to wake people up. And this was all the way back in 1995. This is a long time ago. He only did like five of these tours and he was killed. He was found. Oh, oh Catheter shit. wrapped around his neck and like he had been tortured and they killed his ass. He. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I think there's, you could find pictures of his autopsy. It's insane. But yeah, they, they killed his ass. He was trying to go around and tell people so you think do you think the government killed his ass yeah i think so i just <laughs> check it out i okay. have some more of these i think this is him this one's him telling him that he just kind of waved his, his hand in front of his chest and the next thing i know this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish and every, mm. burnt burnt my fingers right off of me and it was some form of electrical force because the kind of like hit being hit by a lightning bolt burned all my toenails off of me uh, completely crispy crittered oh. my left foot burnt the shoe right crispy off of me yeah. <laughs> um, say that <laughs> all i remember was the smoking remains and i'm laying almost i'm still conscious but in and out of i didn't remember much and there was a a green beret that was right behind me that risked his life in fact he died but he risked his life he shoved me back in the basket and hit the button and took me up. I wouldn't be alive talking to you today. It wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. He lost his life. 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied, did not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there and I'm talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979. Boom. Yeah. And he only, this is like one of his last uh, speeches. Like, he only did a couple and then he was dead, found choked, tortured. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying you have me convinced, <laughs> but I do think it's very interesting it? that this guy was tortured and killed after th this tour that he went on. Yeah. I mean, what year did he die? 1996. Yeah. Oh. oh, damn. So it was like right after he did the that tour? Yeah, it was. he was in the middle of them. He was trying to go all over America. I think he only did five, and then he was killed. So, um, Austin, I've... Wait, you mind? Uh... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so, so I've actually in the last like couple years hasn't like the government released certain documents saying like yeah, there's UFOs, all this stuff. I'm sure you oh, have oh, seen yeah. that because I saw that and I was like, wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's like huge. they have unidentified unidentified flying objects that they're just like, yeah, that's that's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they're trying to give us a little bit at a time so it's not overwhelming, but it it's pretty crazy they finally came out and admitted they know aliens are real. Like, they have totally admitted 
UAP UFOs are out there and they don't know what is up with them. I think it is a little different saying that uh, we know aliens are within Earth and saying that there's unidentified flying objects. Like they're admitting like there's some things out there that we don't know. We don't know if they're aliens or not. Right. I don't think they would ever admit this underground stuff, though, the stuff Phil's talking about. Because if word gets uh, out that they've known about the alien threat for over 100 years, society's going to lose their minds. They're going to be like, are you serious? It's time to overthrow these asses. And that's actually what Phil's message was this whole time. Let me play this next clip from him. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. U.S. military has known about this for 45 years. They've told no one. As far as I know, I'm the only person standing before a crowd talking about the alien agenda secretively. Okay. Back in 1954, I'll give you a quick overview. There was the created Wait. 1954 awesome. treaty where Eisenhower awesome. signed a pact with... Yes. Okay. Uh, I was just saying, like, how would he know that the alien agenda is to kill off five, six, to seven eighths of the human population? How, how would he know that? That is a good question. I'm just assuming he's in the like, scoop because of his specifically extremely insane security clearance. But yeah, okay. I did ask my sa- myself the same thing, and I am a little skeptical about that part. But either way, it's some interesting uh, stuff. And I think it's also like, like what do you know? What like why did they start drilling here in the first place? And how did they drill? And then so what? They found the aliens down there, like they were already chilling down there. Yeah, I guess they had already. Like, the aliens had already established the a base that there question. somehow. And they were trying to make a base down there. It seems like the government was like, hey, build an underground bunker here. But they knew the aliens were already there. And that's why the Green Beret and the Special Forces showed up. It's kind of like that video of the crow and those two cats on the roof. And the crow's annoying the cat. And then the cat fights the other cat. And the crow's the government. We're the cat. The aliens are the other cat. You know what video I'm talking about? I haven't seen this video, so. So, so they want. So essentially, the government wanted to like be like, okay, start drilling over here, knowing that there's aliens there, so they can like kind of fuck with them and kind of hopefully maybe get rid of them. Yeah, they were probably just like, hopefully the humans win. <laughs> hmm. So okay, <laughs> here's what I'll say about this conspiracy. Um, not. Um, not i'm not so sure about everything that this philip right philip is, is saying about how he knows like the alien agenda so so austin what do you what's your final you know it's just like that movie ants isn't ants no bugs life <laughs> <laughs> with the grasshoppers it's, yeah, no, they're no, like I, the I, same movie <laughs> where the grasshoppers are like controlling yeah. all the ants that's the exact same situation yeah the grasshoppers are like the government and they're the people right ants there needs to be i personally think there needs to be a moment where the birds the alien create that bird (laughs) scare the grasshoppers away i hope people listening have seen that movie and know what i'm talking about (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Um, all right. So we're, I think, actually, yeah, we're eight, uh, eight minutes past your 10 minutes allotted time. Austin, I'm going to say I, I like the alien conspiracy. I like alien conspiracies. I'm more apt to believe them than some of the other ones you brought to our attention. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50. I don't know. Jonah, what's your final? I would say you could chalk this one up as a W for you because <laughs> after last month, uh, well, hold on, put your arms down. Uh, after last month, with, I, what is it? I was hoping that you would come at us with one of these because, I mean, Hobson wearing a bodysuit of Gucci Mane. <laughs> come on, you, you believe? I don't believe that you believe that. You're, you're no, smarter he's doing than that. It. But let's do it but this is a this is a good one i mean despite the little uh newspaper comic drawings um it's uh like the cave it, it is a very interesting story i i i will i will attest to that All right. so you got yeah, got that w. yeah i would say nice on you yeah um okay austin uh thanks for being on here we'll see you on the next conspiracy yeah yes Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Okay, so that is going to be the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, for viewing. I've been Colby Fenton. I've been Jonah Hoffman. Yep, thank you for stopping by. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Yep. All right.